Hello everyone and welcome back to the Star Wars podcast. So, for today's guest, and yes, this is my first full English episode. Hopefully, a lot of my friends are a bit iffy because they're scared they aren't capable or they're not good enough to fully speak in English. But today I have a guest that her English are well, like almost perfect. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet her IELTS and TOEFL scores are higher than mine, so yeah. Let, let's just let her introduce herself. Okay, hi, my name is Kimberly Rosalind, and I am currently a student at University of Indonesia. Uh, I met Bintang through an English debate competition, what, like two years ago, I think? Uh, and yeah, today I'm here uh, as an invited guest to talk about prodigies. <laughs> So, uh, so the, the the reason I'm asking Kimberly to do this episode of the podcast with me is because I found this clip of, I think it's Markiplier on YouTube that says, uh, potential but kids with potential that they will go through hell because they used to get like high grades without really trying, but now they are suffering because their standards are so high, but they don't want to do the same effort, more effort. So they're just passing by. So yeah, so regarding that topic, have you, how often did you hear those sentences like when you're young probably, like, oh, you're gonna be big someday or you're really smart, you could just pass this easily without trying, stuff like that. Have you ever heard that before? So, um, yeah, I actually do get that a lot and I used to hear that a lot because um, like growing up, I would get like, Uh, higher grades and like highest grades in like particular subjects that other people were struggling in and then I would also get chosen for like science competitions and whatnot and that like drove my ego up a lot um, but when I got to high school I actually didn't hear these types of compliments a lot because um I'm not really sure what the difference is. Maybe it's with like public school and teachers not really caring about their students as much. I don't know if you feel this way as well. Um, yeah, public uh, high school is a bit of a hell. Sorry to say, but from, <laughs> basically I'm like from elementary, from kindergarten. I'm in like private thingy all the way through junior high. And then I remember saying to myself that, hey, what the hell, let's just try public school for once. And it was three years of complete hell, and I will never go back again. That's why I'm in private uni now. <laughs> yeah, going to public high school was like, I don't know. It, it, I can't say it was a regrettable choice because it actually like there were a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten elsewhere. But I would have to say that it was a lot of downs. <laughs> I do. I'm not fully regretting it because due to my high school, I was able to find debating, find robotic and stuff like that. I get to represent my country for once because of my high school. But there's just like three highlights compared to thousands of flow lights, you know? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm a natural science guy in Bacon High School, right? And I remember not passing this one biology test that I have to retake three different times. Like, the second time, I got remedial is like 76 and the minimum is like 78 and the teacher won't budge and she's like yeah you gotta retake it again and i was like come on man it's just 
two points. Like I don't even care um, that much. <laughs> no, but like in uh, so the passing grade in my in my high school is AP, right? And then um, like at first in the first semester, I was like, oh yeah, I got this. I already learned about this in middle school. It's so easy, especially like chemistry. I remember we were learning about like um, bonding and then like like what's it called senyawa and whatnot and then I already studied all of that in middle school so I had like an advantage uh, to the point where like uh, during the exams I was the one who passed out the answers wow <laughs> you're one of those kids huh and then uh, up until the second semester I was actually still holding up pretty well like everyone else was like oh, I don't understand this but I was like oh yeah it's chill it's chill until uh like 11th grade or the the last final exam of 10th grade i was like slowly declining because i was putting more time into debate and not into my classes right and at the same time i think i was kind of like um underestimating the subject i was like ah oh, this is easy this is easy and it turns out it wasn't that easy. it wasn't that easy huh? <laughs> like, like you, you know those movie scenes where turns out It was not that easy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that. I remember then coupled with debating. Like, debating took a lot of time because, like, my high school debate team is like dead basically when I arrive, and like I was selected by. Uh, I don't even. I haven't have any interest in my tenth grade until this one time where I got pulled from my. So it was like exam week, right? And I got pulled mm-hmm. out of the class because one of my teachers, my English teacher, said to me that, "Hey, there's a debate going on. You need to pack your bags and leave right now." And I was like, oh "What God. the hell?" Uh, and I told to him that I'm in the middle of exams, and he told me that, "Relax here. I'm gonna negotiate with the teacher to get you an 85 if you just participate in this debate." And I was like, "All right, sounds good. I don't have to study or I don't have to do the task that I'm really stressing about." And it turned out it's like it's not even a debate. It's like uh, it's on the public stage in Jesse Kamayoran, in the middle uh-huh. of a college. It's the middle of like a college thingy, like a college event. Multiple like hundreds of people watching, and I remember the judge. One of them is like this ministry for something, and one ex ambassador for other countries, stuff like that. I was like really scared, but yeah, it was addicting. Debating was hell, but addicting. It is, yeah. Like it's, it's like that one thing that you kind of like hate, but at the same time, it's so hard to get out of. Yeah, when you when you start pulling yourself back of debating, like you start to wanting to go back in, you know, like yeah, it will never yeah. let you go. Especially like I know a lot of people who like I'm still friends with, uh, I'm still close friends with a lot of people who are still active in like the debating circle, and like seeing them kind of like. Uh, go into tournaments together and I feel kind of left out and I'm like wait I kind of want to join again <laughs> yeah but I know that with my current schedule I will never fit it back in and besides it's just like so stressful like especially like you know those feelings like when you're when you're like separated in your own rooms and usually the government get to be in the classroom and the opposition like sits outside making sure the mm-hmm. papers and arguments that to bring out are to carry Yeah, those five minutes were complete hell. I remember that quite clearly. Like you're just shaking. You don't have your phone with you. 
earphones and are like... And the room is always cold, like for yeah, no reason. It's freezing cold without any particular reason. And then when you got called in, like the judges look at you with this sly eyes like, what the fuck are you doing here, my bro? Like, I remember this one judge just like, give me a cold, cold look and I'm scared throughout the debate. So it's so stressful and yet it's enjoyable, especially when you oh, win. But you know what? Unlike superiority complexes, I think it's a beneficial uh, trait for you to have in debate. Because oh, yeah. in debate, you have to act like you're right and everyone else in the room is stupid, right? Including the judges. So I think that was like, that was a trait that I could like exploit as much as I wanted in debate. And that's partially why debate is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, after, after I, my first year in debating, I was selected to be the debate coach for the next generation. Basically, when I'm in 11th mm-hmm. grade, I taught my 10th grade and I have alumni with me and I told them to just have superiority complex. They just believe that you're right, you're the smartest one in the room, everyone is stupid, that's it. If you're feeling scared, yeah. just believe that everyone else is basically have the IQ of the room temperature and you're the smart one. <laughs> But Because <laughs> my, my, I, also, I also coached my juniors, right? They were going for an STC. And they won second place, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, uh, here it comes. My team and didn't then, And then. My team didn't No, but I didn't coach them for NSDC. Oh. I coached them for uh, for province. But, like, still la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, my advice that I gave them, because they had really good substance and they had really good manner, too. The only problem was that they were kind of uh, unconfident. They were lacking confidence, but they were lacking that sass that you need, you know? So I told them, like, you just have to act like everyone else is stupid, and you're the smartest person in the whole world, in the room, if not the whole entire world. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember when we used to go at one another one time, right? You're like the second speaker, too. You're like in the same boat as me. We're like both second speaker and also rebuttal. So it's like we're carrying the team most of the time. And I remember when I'm going out against you, it's like, oh, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, fuck, I finally found someone, like, that have the same energy as me, because, like, most of the time, people are, like, they're still, like, yeah, kind of shy. Are, like, people, yeah, yeah, they kind of, like, um... they're still, like, kind of humble, and I was, like, when I'm, when I'm going out against you, it's like, oh, shit, shit, all right, okay. But the majority of people in my in my school in my school's debate team have the same kind of energy so it was like it's easy for me to project that kind of energy because everyone else has it and i guess uh we kind of like pull each other's energies out oh well, you're you, lucky you have a good team senior, yeah if, you, if you've met my seniors they also like most of them have the same uh kind of style and like the slightly marah marah kind of style <laughs> You have to. You're lucky. You have a good team. My team is always shit. And like, basically, I told them when I was also the English club president, right, at my high school years, mm-hmm. for a year. And I was like, when it's my farewell party, when I'm done, where my time is finished, I was like, man, I wish you guys would have given me one good team to go out on a debate with, because you're all shit, anyways. <laughs> and like, you should have tried composite. Ah. Uh, Oh. You should try composite teams with like other schools. The thing is, uh, I don't know, like debating with other people that you know. When it's like with your own schoolmates, it's kind of hit different 
because it's the people you used to hang out with, and it turns out they're kind of smart. Yeah, yeah. And like you kind of have these little proud moments when you see them on the stage, you know, like oh mm-hmm. wow, turns out they're quite good, stuff like that. And all of my juniors are shit. I remember this one time when I'm teaching them, like they participate in a debate. Like it's just two team. Uh, my I'm the first team. The second team is like they're almost cried in the middle of the practice sessions in my school because. I just straight up obliterated them without any kind of, <laughs> I guess, helpful advice. Just tear them apart one by one. And I don't know, like, is it wrong that I found that enjoyable when you're able to like tear apart someone's whole argument in a matter of seconds? It just feels kind of proud. No, I think that's that's really fun too because you feel like, uh, yeah. <laughs> This is gonna sound really bad like, for your listeners, but yeah, debate kids yeah. are. It's like stabbing someone and getting away with it. Yeah, know? like stabbing someone and then you have you got to shake hands with them. Like you could just practically like you don't say it when you when you win a debate match. Like you don't say it, but you shake their hand and just like, you know what? Your team is shit. I just beat you. You know that kind of feeling. It's kind of great. <laughs> I mean, I never say anything like that or think anything like that. <laughs> no, I think I think I'm like, I I have to be like that because like I'm the only kind of debater. Like I told you, like my school is that basically like my debating team is like that. Everything's like there's no one interested in it. There's no one willing to participate. Like when they came in, like start to build up momentum and stuff like that. You kind of have to have that energy. Because you're tired. I'm tired as hell carrying my high school team. Regarding nah, since your high school days is over, right? Now you're in basically college. Do you find the transition or like how do you say it? Like uh, the change that you have to go through to adapt to college life, hard or not? Uh, so far, maybe because it's online and I don't have as many activities as I used to in compared to like high school when it was still offline. Uh, I would say that it wasn't really that hard to adapt, but uh, I kind of have to like hold myself back and like realize that oh, these people are equally as smart as two are. <laughs> these people are reason to be hostile towards them. So. I think uh, that would be like one of the, yeah, one of the like things that is hardest to adapt to. What's your major, by the way? Oh, I'm taking pharmacy. Oh wow, science kid. <laughs> I'm taking behavioral communicational things. It's kind of, I don't know how, but in online class you get to show up a lot more than offline. Like in my own class, like I am the basically one of my lecturers told me this in the last meeting. Like literally, bintang kamu mas santai aja nilai uas kamu ada dari jawaban kamu sehari-hari. And it's like, alright, cool. I'm still gonna work on it though. It's kind of hard to repress those feelings, but especially when you're like gratified with result and stuff. How do you keep it in check? Let's just say keep. Keep yourself in check when you got gratification or like results that show to you like it's okay to feel this way because you are that good. How do you repress that feelings? Mm, I don't usually repress it. See, 
but it's also because I don't really feel as gratified when I do like good in my studies. Uh, oh, maybe I do like I do feel gratified if, for example, we're like in a class discussion and then there's like a question that everyone else is confused about and then I get to answer it and then the 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 teacher is like, oh yeah, like her answer was good. Like you know, you kind of feel a bit. You know, inflated. Your ego feels boosted. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of like go with it. I don't really try to repress it. You basically just <laughs> said that this is who I am. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I don't gloat to. At least yeah, I don't but... gloat to my classmates. Like I don't put on like a smug face and whatnot. But no, I don't. Internally, like internally, I'm gloating. <laughs> yeah, but internally, like I said, like most of us, I think gloat internally. I don't know why, but in class when you get. When you have this one question that no one can answer, and yet you could, and you answer it 100% correctly, it just feels nice when the teacher acknowledge your knowledge and stuff like that. Although mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's people like around you in your class have talked to you about this or haven't. No, not really. I don't think uh, I don't think anyone has. But I did kind of get worried about it once. Oh, but um, I think this extends to like the feeling of gratification, kind of extends to the drive to like answer more questions and kind of like uh, when someone else answers a question that you know the answer to, but they don't answer it as well as you would have answered it, you kind of get like apathy. Yeah, you know, like you know, there's like ah, I should have answered that. My answer is far yeah, better. Like, Like, <laughs> just shut up you're not making any sense <laughs> yeah oh my god I don't know if I should feel bad about this but or not but a lot of the times like when my friends get to answer it I was like come on man it's not that hard come on yeah like come on you can do better yeah nah so we have a high standards right even for others do you have a higher standards for yourself like the amount of effort or let's just say results great stuff like that for yourself Uh, I think I'm currently still recovering from a burnout, so I'm trying to be more lenient on myself uh, regard in regards to like standards and whatnot. Because like I don't know, I'm trying to be more realistic, <laughs> <laughs> and also like I don't know. It's not that I'm putting no standards at all, but I'm kind of like lowering the standards a bit. To like in 2020 and 2019, like I. I kind of pushed myself to achieve more, kind of constantly be like uh, achieving this, that, this, that. But in 2020, it was more like, eh, you know, if you didn't achieve anything this year, that's fine too. Like, there's no, um, there's no pressure. I think you've had a good run in the previous year. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't, I haven't reached that set. I mean, like, I'm constantly burnt out. Let's just face it as it is. I have like in a day, I need to create topic. Uh, briefings and talk to the station manager edit stuff like that like i'm burned out every single day but i haven't reached that stage where i need to like temper my expectation i'm still you know you know well, maybe because uh like you're also tied to like a responsibility to like a an institutional responsibility i guess but you know what's funny when i was like in high school like i've told you i don't care what my grades is 
like even 78 I'll be happy with 78 but nowadays in mm. college I was like I'm I'm not about how many like how much I've passed beyond the minimum it's like how far off I am from 100 Are you aiming for a valedictorian? I'm aiming for 4.0. I swear to God, but uh, it's so oh, hard. Oh, okay. But I remember, like, even last semester, like, one of the lecturers like really mad at me because I I got the 98. That's the most. The Dude, most, that's so good. That's the one thing that I hate. A 98. It's like you're close to perfection and yet not really, and. I asked, I asked him, the lecturer, like, Sir, where did I go wrong? I want to know so I could improve on the next subject or the next finals. And he basically said, just like, chill out. It's already in the comment. So I opened up the comment and it turned out that he wrote that, Congratulations, this is almost perfect. Keep, oh fighting, for the next, keep fighting for the next exam. I was like, you didn't point out where my mistakes is, sir. I think that's unfair. Like, I think you deserve closure for the two points. Yeah, see? You get it. Most of my friend don't. Most of my friend is like, "Bin, it's still a 98. Come on." I was like, "No." Like there's no reason. Like why? Why take away the two points? Yeah, so a lot of my friend gets pissed about that because they they're still like with 85. <laughs> you're being like you're you're blowing things out of proportion. Probably. Yeah, but I don't know why, but when I got a 90, let's just say 90, I'm like way more calmer than when I got a 98. When you're like 98, you yeah, kind of like... I, can, I, I get it, I get it. Those two last points, like, what the hell, man? I swear to God. So, yeah. So, being a prodigy, is it fair to call you a prodigy? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, still humble, it's, I suppose. Uh, do you ever felt like, uh, when you're like in the middle of people that you don't vibe with, or... You kind of think that they don't think as fast as you or learn as fast as you. Do you ever felt that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get annoyed by that a lot. At yourself or <laughs> at think, others? Oh, at others. Oh. I think it's an. This is wait. Your question was like if other people did not learn as fast as I did, right? Yeah. I think it's an inherent thing. Like my mom also has this problem too. It's it's in the family, I think. My dad is also. Yeah, like I think me. it runs in the family. Like some sometimes, like I I get to do my lecture once in second semester, I think, because the teacher the lecturer said to me that, come on, just anyone want to do a lecture for a day to lecture your friends? Mm-hmm. So I was like, nobody's come up, like nobody shows up. And it's like, it's me, sir. I want to try. So I give a lecture, and it turns out my. My material, my presentation, my slides, and everything is way more complete than the lecture. <laughs> so I remember that quite clearly. But yeah, it kind of irks me up when someone is like, "We're listening to the same thing, the same lecturer, but why are you this slow, man? Like, come on!" It's really kind of pissed me off sometimes. I don't know why. But like, so like we act like that when we're like. on top but when we're the ones who are at the bottom <laughs> and other people are learning faster than 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 i am i get upset as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah but do you ever have that though like have anyone beaten you at anything before i don't think you have yeah yeah no i i have because uh like in in high school i'm not exactly the best one in my batch like there is someone else <laughs> who is better <laughs> Uh, and that kind of like uh, hurt my ego a lot. I think. Oh my god! Yeah. When uh, I think when when everyone like keeps 
boosting your ego like keeps feeling your ego the one time it doesn't it hits so hard like it yeah, just goes straight yeah. down and i was really mean to them too like it was, i think it was unfair <laughs> but now i like I, i i'm over it and like they're all oh yeah do you let I'm go so of things sorry uh do you ever depends. let go of like grades or stuff like that like do you let go of it or do you keep it keep it eating you out every single night no 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 but like for example if like one person uh has like wronged me or missed the vibe check uh i would probably like hold it against them and kind of every time i see their face it shows up like a warning on their forehead oh my god don't trust this person (laughs) you don't know what's funny though uh in my in my campus like i have the privilege of having an o- offline class for a year i mean you're older than you right so i get to feel that before and i remember before i got in the radio uh when i'm still with my friends like i hang out with the people like i vibe with you know who have the mm-hmm. same drive energy and as fast as me probably and like i remember when i got in like there's a someone from the radio talking to me like Hey, I'm scared of talking to you because every time you and your friends walk past, you kind of have this big ass ego around you. It's like, really? I didn't notice that before. So a lot of people like say that to you, like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were a bit of a dick because every time you walk around campus with your friends, you kind of like, yeah, I'm better than all of you. Kind of vibe to you. You end up intimidating everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it's not a good look, basically, especially with my resting bitch face, which just. Quite bad, but it is a good look when you are in places where you want people to fear you. You don't have to pretend because it just comes naturally. Yeah, and the other thing is like me and my friends, we always talk in English. We never talk in Indonesian, mm-hmm. even out of class. And like in my campus, there's this class system where like the smartest ones go on the top. You know, like satu, mm-hmm. dua, one, two, three, four, five, like. The number one smartest, number two smart, number three like just go down the list. And when I got in, I got in into like first class, and now I'm in excellence. It's even above that, so it's kind of yeah. I see what you're fine, but I can't help being this way, you know. Like yeah, I wish, yeah. I wish. It's I only t- natural that other people feel that way. Yeah, I don't know how, but yeah, you you kind of. When you found someone like matches your energy of like that big ass energy of like yeah I'm better than you in any single way whatsoever, it's kind of it's kind of great because you can vibe with them, like they understand your yeah. struggle, they understand what uh-huh. you go through. So yeah, being a prodigy isn't always good. It's so, not. Have you ever pushed yourself to above the limit of what you're capable of, like? studying for weeks straight just because you want that a great oh not really no oh but okay so this is kind of funny okay so in in the ninth grade uh no not in ninth grade like in the eighth or ninth grade i had a crush on this guy and he was like the smartest guy in my batch but like i like you know i can't take that like like what right does he have to be the smartest one in our batch you know so uh I think I just use that as like a motivation to kind of work more, and then like also top to the point where like I got high, like I got the highest in my batch for like biology. 
So uh, sometimes the like the over competitiveness actually helps a lot, but I've never exactly like pushed myself to the point where like um, I don't know, like out of capacity. Not really. Because I think we are competitive. Let's just admit it. Like both of us mm-hmm. are like a very very competitive person. Like we have this, we set this precedent that we're the top of the class. Like we're the best. And when someone came close to it, we get defensive a lot. Like when someone even came close to it, we got like, "Oh, this can't happen. I have to do something about this." And yeah, I yeah, I think in my first semester, I studied for a week straight without any sleep, just because wow. finals, basically. Like without, I can never do that. Like sleep is number one for me. I'm, I'm, I'm very strict on sacrificing my sleep. Like I, I, if if there is anything else I can sacrifice, I would sacrifice that instead of sleep. You know what's <laughs> funny? Talking about that, like yeah, I do sleep, but I sleep like from three. Nowadays I sleep from three to seven, three a.m. to seven a.m. That's my sleeping time. It's really, really a little amount. It's not healthy. But to keep up with is to keep up with the things that I need to focus on. I need to do that. But a lot of my friends are like talking about Netflix and series and stuff like that. But I never get the chance to watch because every single time you know that feeling when you're like watching something or doing something else. But on your mind, it always says that you know you could be studying, you could be doing this, you could be doing yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and it kind of ruins the mood. You can't enjoy it either, right? So. Then you just get back to doing whatever you needed to do. Yeah. Now now it's online, so I don't know about you, but online class for me it's been like hell. Because yeah, I used to be no, so chill. Too. I used to be so chill. Like I got a time limit, you know. Like I know when it's to stop studying. Whenever I got out of oh, class, yeah. it's my time to socialize or to work on other things. But now since yeah, my class like... is in my room, there's no telling me or like. So you should stop, or you should pause. There's nothing like that. Is it the same for you? Uh, no. I. Mm, how would I say this? Uh, it's it's more like I don't like <laughs> the online classes. And then I can study by myself. So like uh, during the midterm exams, I caught on like everything that I missed by myself, and I did pretty well. So because I did pretty well in the first exams, uh, by the second term I was like, um, well, I can study this equally as well on my own. Why should I listen to? Lectures? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so I same. ended up kind of like dozing out during lectures, and and then just like. And then after the after the classes are done and like we're approaching finals, then I study everything by myself, which is actually like pretty effective, but is a is an unhealthy way to think about classes, to be honest. Yeah, because you're like putting it off to the end, like you have to study all of yeah, this yeah. in this amount of time. Because I'm like, ah, this is small. I can do it. I can I can study this myself. And also like the the professors are not really that good at lecturing. So that kind of, um, uh, and also like most of my classes are like presentation, right? So the class does like a presentation, but most of the people in my classes do not know how to make a proper presentation. Like they put entire paragraphs in presentation. They oh, know yeah, how I much that. that sucks. 
I hate that. Right? Like, why? Why? Like, if I wanted to read entire paragraphs, I would just read the book, not listen to your presentation. So that just makes me want to listen to it less. Like, yeah. When I'm with my friends, like, I don't think a lot of people is like us when we prefer those that have the last amount of words in it. I don't know why, but most of my friends, like, they prefer this where it's everything written on the page. And I was like, why do you do a presentation if you're just gonna write it mm, all over yeah. the screen? But, like, yeah. I understand. I understand that they would most likely want to, like, go over the... You, you don't have to put the entire paragraph. So when I make my presentations, I just look for a, like a middle ground, you know, like there's still stuff in the presentation, enough stuff that when you go over it, you can, uh, you can get the information that you need, but it's also comfortable when you present it, you know? Yeah, the funny thing about my campus is that we don't have books. We don't have any oh. books. Everything is just like, the, teach, the lecturer gave you like this little amount like a slide and if you want to go deeper than what's given research it yourself basically but wow. it's always the case when like they give they give like 20 meters deep like the lecture and then when the final arrive it's gonna be like way deeper than that so mm-hmm. it kind of make you about like even force you to study it more every single day I didn't know LSPR was this ambitious. To be honest, I thought it was like a chill campus. Ah, that's the thing. Depends on the class. It's highly dependent oh, on the class. Right. So because you're in excellence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, that that sucks. I know. I know that sucks because like the lecturer have this idea like excellent students need to be like this, need to dress up like this, need to carry themselves like this. You have to be perfect and like. A lot of exams, even like if you're putting it in the wrong word or like putting your interpretation of something that's already written in a book, let's just say you have read a book somewhere that you remember but you don't forget what it's called and you're citing it in your exams, you're gonna get a zero if you don't cite the oh book. It's really, really. That's extreme. Yeah, so the class is highly, depending, highly dependent on the class. But yeah, oh, I see, I see. So far, I've uh, so far I've been enjoying it, but not really, because one of my finals exam, like I'm in my finals exam right now, it's like make a forty pages article, forty pages, like that's mental. About. Uh, so sociology asked me to make a forty page paper about just the culture of Indonesia, depending oh, from wow. a point of view. My point of view is like from, I think Batak, but suku Batak, so make a paper like that. I was like, in a week. All right, thank you. Have a nice day. In a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot of people think Aspiar is pretty chill, but it's not. If you if you yeah, really got put in the class, chill. if you got put in the class where like. You're excellent. One, two, three, like those four classes. You're gonna suffer a lot. Like our presentation, like a lot of our presentation doesn't have slides. Like the teacher doesn't want to use slides. Like you just read. And if you found out, if they found out you're reading of somewhere, you're gonna get the zero. Oh no. <laughs> 
that's a bit extreme. Wait, I don't understand what the like why why does your campus have uh, excellent classes? I don't even understand as well. The funny thing is, the years before me, you need consent to get put in that class. They ask for your you consent. Consent. Yeah, you have to sign this piece of paper. Like, yeah, I consent myself to get put into excellent class. But in my year, we don't get that. So you just get suddenly when we get the class dividends, it's like, oh, I'm in excellence. All right. Oh, so it's it's like oh, so you get streamed like right from the beginning of the year. Yeah, from because my campus like the first year we don't have a specific major, just communication. Then oh. starting from the second year, you chose a specific major. I'm marketing communications. There is like eight different major, I think. But you just graduate as a communication major still, as a communication bachelor still the same title oh, and everything, but different kind of things to focus on. So yeah, when you get put into that excellence class, it really sucks because it's tiring. <laughs> it's really really tiring. You can't like opt out. You can't be like, oh, no. oh but like if you opt out, it would hurt your ego. If people will be like, ah, oh, he's too much of a wuss. <laughs> The funny thing is, you cannot. If you want to cop out, you have to switch like the entire session. Like, if your like excellent class is in the morning, right? In this morning session, like eight mm-hmm. thirty to twelve, the classes, and you have to switch mm-hmm. to either afternoon or night classes to get out of that class. So it's like mm-hmm. they force you to take it, but yeah, so far, not That's so good. Oh, okay. But yeah, ego. I think it's back to ego. See, like my, it's getting worse. To be quite honest with you, like since getting into this marketing excellence and becoming the class president and stuff like that, it kind of, especially when you like, even in excellence class, you still, I'm still able to like show myself up more than others. It's kind of terrible for my ego because it keeps boosting it over and over again. Like maybe 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 if if you know if you if you experience like downsides, your ego would be you know more subdued. <laughs> yeah. So as a prodigy yourself, <laughs> it feels weird calling someone else a prodigy because it's not even a compliment. Um, it's just like yeah, you suffer. Like yeah, it's an acknowledgement. I haven't seen anyone who has been called a prodigy not suffer in this life. Do you have? Do you, okay, out of out of interest, curiosity, I think. Is your IQ really big? Do you have like, like your IQ? No, 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 no. It's actually like, uh, like average left one twenty eight. I think. Yeah, oh wow! All right, I have this. I have this theory that people who are like prodigies always have one hundred forty plus. Uh, I don't know. I think you just uh, how yeah, but 128 in Indonesia is pretty high, you know. Yeah, yeah, 128 in Indonesia is pretty high. In my high school, the the um the the batas for like for acceleration class is 130. Oh yeah, 130. So you just so missed like out two, two more points, but I didn't get <laughs> that. So okay. I'm 140-ish. It sucks. Wow. It sucks. Please, when I people, can, I can imagine. When you just when you have that kind of IQ, like you have terrible emotional EQ. 
like your emotional okay uh, you just you know you just became a workaholic and just work until you die basically i think my my eq is actually pretty good <laughs> i think it balanced out my iq might not be that high but i think uh i make up the eq but i also don't make up in anger issues <laughs> My EQ is like really low, man. I swear to God. Like I could understand something like a math formula quicker than everyone else, but if one of my friends cry in front of me, I would need to analyze the situation. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Like I just like I need to like analyze situation. Like what happens to you? What do you go through? Stuff like that. I cannot just react naturally like anyone else. Plus I minus. They feel more like they were interrogated <laughs> than consoled. Yeah. So like my, when my friends cry, like they always say to me like, "Bin, when someone cry, don't ask questions, just be there for them." I was like, "Yeah, but to be there for them, I need to know what happened, like stuff like that." Because so. I think it's because like, because uh, you're if you're more logical, your line of thought would be like, "Okay, let's identify the problem and work from there." Yeah, that's my way of <laughs> thinking. When people are crying, they don't want to talk about the root of their problems. They're gonna cry even harder. Yeah, like. They're crying, and you're re- asking them to revisit what made them cry. I just realized yeah. that. So yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So whenever my friends cry, I just like, okay, I'm signing out. Text me when you're feeling better. Not because I'm a dick, or not because I'm a jerk. Just because I know it's better But for you if I'm not I'm here. You from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. So, how do you? So how do you? How do you feeling? How do you feel university so far? Is it as you expected, or especially in like top five university in Indonesia, right? I actually have not checked my grades yet. Like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of nervous about that. But I also like, um, I'm not really that idealistic for my grades. Anything above a three point three is fine for me. Like, I don't know. I think it. It's it's good enough, lah. At least I can achieve other things during uni. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. The thing about me is like I know that I'm also doing other things. Like I'm doing so much <laughs> in my uni. Yeah, you're doing a radio, lot. Stuff like that. Like I still expect myself to get 3.9 and 4, 3.8 easily. And oh oh my god! I got my grades. Wait wait no, ini baru enam. Okay, so I got six grades out, and it's three point ninety five. Three point one. Three point ninety five. Two. Oh, fam. Yo. And, oh wow. Oh, it's okay. Uh, so like, um, I don't really pay attention to the numbers, like eighty, ninety, whatever. As long as it's like an A, I'm good. <laughs> so. Listeners, if you notice, when Kimberly reads her grades, you could tell there's a slight change in her voice when her ego is boosted a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could tell the exact moment where her ego is being boosted. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, grade is like I don't know how, but I I kind of make grades my self worth. You know, when I have a good grade, it's like yeah, I'm deserving. When I'm not, it's like nah, Ben, you gotta study harder. Being like, in in my high school will change that. 
I, I wish you would have gone to my high school. I think your your ego would be so much better now, because like, um, like if you study, you fail. If you don't study, you fail. It's so hard for you to get like a like a in ninety and like written exams. So you know, at this point, it's like okay, it's a pass. It's a pass. It's an A. It's an A. The, the funny thing is, I almost got in. <laughs> I was you not- almost got. Yeah, I was like, I'm not from Jakarta. Like, I live in the like borders of oh, yeah, Jakarta yeah, and Tangerang Selatan. Uh-huh. So, I have either satu, dua, atau tiga in Tangsel. Uh, But I chose to yeah. go to Jakarta because my family resides in Jakarta. Like, the, even even my own high school, it's not really Jakarta. It's Bintaro. It's South Tangerang, but it's yeah, just registered in Jakarta. It's just registered at Jakarta, yeah. But, uh, kaya, I don't know. I think you would have done good in my school, probably. Your you high school, like, your high school more... have such a terrible... Your reputation, yeah, your high school reputation is basically like, so consuming, don't get in, it's gonna eat <laughs> your life, let's just not, and yeah. stuff like that. But your debating career would have probably been more... You know, bright. Yeah, it's cool, and you know, you would have gotten better teammates too. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really. The the only reason I, besides the fact that I want to try public high school, it's also that my high school, like 90 senior high school, is the only one who's like have this direct access to a specific competition that I would like to attend in Singapore. Uh, yeah, basically uh, that's why. Uh, I really. I really am just I got in just because I want to participate in that competition because it's like it's held in NUS National University of Singapore and you get to oh, become NUS you get to <laughs> you get to be uh, basically like you do that campus student for a week or so building robot and go around the campus and just go anywhere you like I signed up for like. NUS by the way hmm? you signed up? I signed up for NUS yeah what happened? And I took the entrance exam as well, but I only had like two weeks to prepare because I was uh, after the like. So there are like two phases, right? The first one is like the document submission, and then the second one is to take the entrance exam. Um, so I did the document submission, like submitted a statement and whatnot, and I was genuinely like, ah, oh, I'm not even gonna get it, you know. So I was, uh, I was kind of like putting it aside. I didn't study for the exams and then suddenly I got invited to the entrance exams I was like what even <laughs> the thing I, I've been there it was so hard it was so hard I know I was like wow I'm not dumb but this is just hard yeah, but- so I slept I slept through the math exam because it was so hard when I was there when I was like in a new US like for a week I made friends with the campus students there talk a lot uh, just converse and you kind of realize that oh man I thought I was smart But no, I'm not. You get that yeah. feeling where like I thought I was smart. Yeah. But no, I yeah, am definitely. not. Especially get... like in in the hall, everyone seemed to know what they were doing, and I was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> in the bio test, in the bio test, I was filling like I was filling, I was doing the test right, and the guy who sat beside me was like punching numbers in his calculator, and I didn't even know what needed to be counted on the calculator. <laughs> It's it's a stressful, yeah. So I don't I don't really want to participate because uh, I don't know, I don't. 
if I want to go outside of this country, I want it to be far away. My my dream is to be in UOT, University of Toronto, Canada. Oh But, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, people call it U of Tears. <laughs> yeah, I know the reputation. I know. But I want to. I don't want to go there. But at the last minute, I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna do the effort or the hassle to actually go. So I just pick. The thing about being in communication, I want to study this because I want to understand people, and yeah, it helps me to understand people better. Even though it's marketing, you kind of understand people to sell them stuff, but still you kind of understand people. So in my, I did a lot of research where it's better. Like, turns out my campus is like the best option of the lot, even though it's a lot Or, of people say it's not sorry. communication. I don't know how I found out that. Lost you for a bit. Yeah, I think my connection is bad. I think my camp. I did a lot of research to know that where's the best campus to go to if I want to go study communication. It turns out LSPR, so I can just sign up because it turns out it is. But it is also the most stressful campus of the lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But my lecture is like. But it does have a good rep for communication. I think it's. You know, and it's also more applicable. Like you have more opportunities in Yeah, like actually, the the sad part is I should have, I should have. Oh my god, that word is so sad. I should have worked with Plaza Indonesia because this there's a project in the second semester where she just create a project basically, or what do you call it? Like a. Uh, 800 plus pages of what to do with Plaza Indonesia to bring more visitors and stuff like that. But because of COVID, it got cancelled. So thank you, COVID. That oh, sucks. That sucks. So sorry. Yeah, but at least I got the chance to feel a year of offline. Unlike the people below me, who's like, from the moment they <laughs> sign up, it's all online. That sucks. Yeah. Like, like sometimes when I'm doing like when I'm doing online classes, it it's kind of like, am I really studying in UI or am I just taking some random online course? Like I don't really feel the distinction. Yeah, am I am I in? For you, it's gonna be like, am I in Universitas Indonesia or am I in Skillshare? You know Skillshare. Right? <laughs> Skillshare, yeah. Am I in Skillshare or am I in University of Indonesia? But I think the lecturer play a big part in that because my lecturer are like the one part that I met that I'm so proud that I'm in here is the lecturer isn't the type that's like I'm always right. Like most of my lecturers are like I'm so sorry I don't I'm not really in the business anymore so I don't know the current data but if anyone knows can someone step up and share their insights of the current matter. So like they aren't af- afraid to admit that they don't know something, and I really like that mm-hmm. about about lecture. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. A lot of like old people get defensive when they don't know something. Yeah, all of my lecturers are still young. Oh my god, like thirties, mm, forties. Okay, that makes sense. And no joke though, like Can Academy in Crash Course has helped me more than my lectures. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the reason why I passed. I, what do you study in pharma? How to make oh, drugs, uh, medicines? Yeah, yeah. 
how to make drugs, how to uh, deliver drugs properly, whatnot. But okay. currently in the first semester, uh, we've only started like learning biology and then like organic chemistry, just the basics really, not not any, not much of like the actual pharmacy subjects. Okay, so false listeners, when I say <laughs> learning how to make drugs, it's like medicine is what I meant. It's not how to cook math. They don't tell you how to cook math. Yeah, it's not there. how to cook math. Close it's... enough, close enough. <laughs> No, it's not. But yeah, oh my god, that's good. At, you're dealing with a lot of numbers, aren't you? Like, yeah, not really. Surprisingly, I don't have math. Wait, what? I'm in marketing communication. Yeah, I, asked... I have statistics, <laughs> statistic, quantity, yeah, quality. Because you're marketing, you need you need to understand like graphs and like social uh, market trends for you to be able to like do marketing properly. But I don't have math. Like I asked around uh, to my seniors, right? I was like, do we have math, like statistics or like um, calculus? And they were like, no, no, no maths at all. Maybe like just physics, but no maths. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> oh my god, because like, okay, what your point? I take it that's a great point. But as a marketing student, we don't need to understand what the hell chi square mean, and what the hell is hypothesis. To average means like we don't need to understand that like please okay, cool, cool. <laughs> my statistics is basically like i have i haven't done my statistic exams to be honest with you because it's basically like it tells me to like find two different nations or our country and then average their covid cases day by day from this day to this day and make an assumption or a conclusion from the data you achieve and it's like what the hell is this wow. <laughs> This ain't fun. Wow. But yeah, that that's not what you signed up for. <laughs> so being a prodigy. You, do you ever realize that when you're like probably in junior high or elementary, you kind of don't have to try a lot to get flying colors, you know, to yeah. pass with flying colors. But yeah, yeah. as you get older, you gotta try more you gotta put more effort yeah, that, do you ever yeah, felt definitely. that way uh-huh uh, back in like elementary and like uh junior high i could get away with doing my tasks deadline or even doing it like doing my homework at school like one hour before it's due uh and also not having to study for quizzes like i could just uh everyone's like could you study no and then i could get the highest grade like it was that easy but uh, then as i go into high school i have to put a lot more effort and um i didn't really have like a uh, like a proper way of studying i'm not sure how to actually study uh but yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, I don't understand how to put more effort, but it, it, I'm getting better at it, and I also like I'm improving in terms of uh, you know studying and effectively uh, learning on my own. Uh, if you want to, uh, I have this weird way of studying. It's like so basically because like in my campus, like the material are shared probably at the first mm-hmm. of the day, first class, like from the start through to the end. They just shared all of these materials that you're gonna study, so I just studied it the night before. So when the lecturer explained it again, it's like just confirming what I already studied. It's kind of mm. easier and not really stressful because I'm not putting it to the side 
or putting it for later is just that I'm studying it now rather than tomorrow when I'm supposed to but again it's a lot of commitment and a lot of sacrifice because you're gonna yeah, miss out it's a lot of commitment because I always uh, I, I don't do that because I always think like ah oh, I should just live in the moment there there are better things for me to do in the moment this can wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, about that Do you does this speaking of that speaking of which this this status or like this position that you put yourself into because you set a precedent for yourself right you set up a bar for yourself does it ever cause you to miss out or is not really present when you're supposed to be with your friends for example like yeah, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I just realized that now in my third semester A lot of my friends have more memories of campus than I do because a lot of times when they ask me to go out or stuff like that, I was like, sorry, I gotta study. Sorry, I got work. Sorry, I got this and that, blah, 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 blah. So all of my memories are like working and studying instead of like them who got to, I don't know, travel mm-hmm. around the country even. So yeah, do you ever mm-hmm. cause you to miss out? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Uh, back in like what? I think 2019 was the worst. Because uh, when I was in debating, I was uh, doing like fencing and whatnot. <laughs> and then when I wasn't doing like the both of that, I was trying to catch out on my studies because I've missed like several weeks worth of school. Uh, this resulted in not being able to like hang out with my friends and also not being able to talk to my friends. So uh, in tenth grade, in tenth grade, the I the the. Like I was friends with people who were also in the same class, and we were pretty close, right? Uh, and I really liked hanging out with them too, even though they weren't really like they weren't really um, they weren't really like overachievers, you know. So they were just kind of like, "Ya udah sekolah pulang, sekolah pulang." Then um, in, in the eleventh grade, they all took econ, and I chose Japanese because I hated the econ teacher and I don't like econ, so. Um, their class was like very far away from my class and so I didn't hang out with them that much and I was also really busy in 11th grade right so I didn't really like invest that much time into that friendship so I'm always worried that they kind of like forget about me oh, <laughs> and yeah. they like yeah and that they they're like Uh, ini orang niat gak sih temenan sama kita gitu iya gak sih tapi kayak um, ternyata it's all just in your head and they don't really think that way like they're they're always like um, always like eh when can we hang out again yeah, uh, I miss you let's hang out again and they're actually like really nice about it too even though sometimes uh, when I'm hanging out with them I uh, maybe like I miss like I don't understand some of the things that they're talking about Uh, because I I wasn't there when those things happened, you know. But then uh, that's just up to your own your own initiative to catch up and be like, eh, what did I miss? What did I miss? You know, see. Yeah, but I used to be scared of that a lot. I used to be scared of that a lot. Like I have this group of friends in my first year in high, in university that I always hang out with, study together. Although all of them is like. Hardworking like me, like we never really hang out to just hang out. We always study something. Like most of the time, when we get to hang out, it's like let's just discuss the topics that we just learned, stuff like that. So even after that, I'm still I still age them in work ethic because I have radio stuff to do too. 
So when they get to hang out and I don't, it's like, sorry. And I thought they're going to hate me for that. And even when in the chance that I do get to hang out with them, I'm still like part-time working because I'm on my phone. I'm still editing something or creating content or stuff like that. I thought they were gonna hate me for it, but not really. They're just gonna. All they did is just to talk shit about it, <laughs> even to this day. <laughs> like they're just like, uh, I have this multi-chat like group thingy with them. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can can we hang out? All of you, when can you? When are you free to hang out? Except Bintang because it's never free. Stuff like that. It's better that they. I like I I I'd rather they talk shit about it in front of me than behind me. Yeah, but yeah, thankfully they're good friends. Like when people talk shit about me, they defended me. Thankfully, they're the one who's mm. like a lot of people ask to them about me. Like, is it really that big of a dick daily stuff like that? <laughs> And they always answer like, no. If you know him, it's like us. But you don't get to know him. Like just walk away. <laughs> so yeah, thankfully I have yeah, them. Yeah. But yeah. Being a prodigy kind of sucks. Good. Yeah, it, it it does. There's a lot more cons than there are pros. Really. Pros. I you wanna know what? Like my background, my phone wallpaper is this news article from zero to one million dollars in two years. University of Michigan entrepreneurs top branding market at 19 years old. This is my wallpaper. Oh, no. Like. What well, is that your motivational? No, because whenever I look at my phone and whenever I want to open social media, I look at this like, yeah, I should be studying. Look at them. They're already something and I'm still nothing. So I just put it away. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. That's very, very productive. The very, very productive mindset. <laughs> yeah, but you're missing out a lot, I guess. Now, in conclusion, being a prodigy, what is the main pro in your opinion? The main pro is that I get to be as confident as I want, especially when I need to sell uh, sell something like you know a, a personality, a strength, things like that. It's very easy to do. That would be one of the main pros. Yeah. Oh, secondly, probably like uh, people don't try to mess with you either because they don't want to debate you. Or uh, they know they're never gonna win. I'm fine with any of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people tend to mess less with you because, like, you carry this energy. Like, you carry yourself differently, basically. Even through right now Zoom or stuff like that, you talk differently because you believe in yourself more than other people believe in themselves. Like, you put. Whenever you answer a question, like you just have this different tone to it because you know you're right, you know. Mm, yeah. And it's advantageous because sometimes even your when your answer is wrong, people are still gonna believe you, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so one of my debate coaches once told uh, once told us there's this guy that had really good manner, and 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 they were like, oh, she was like. Oh, uh, here you should look. You should look at their manner. They can say that um, that Obama is stupid, or Putin is uh, is crazy and wears like moldy shorts, and everyone in the room will believe it because they have really good manner. So I think I kind of just carry it. 
Oh, yeah. I, I carry, I like that. I, I use that as an inspiration. <laughs> okay, here's a confession. When when I was debating with against you, when I, t- I remember this one time that I, I put data in it, like, according to a research, blah, 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 in some university. Oh, yeah. There is no research. I just made this shit up on the spot. Yeah, I, I also rolled my eyes at that. Because I was like, huh? Like, in debate, you don't really bring data, right? Because no one really cares about that. They just care about analysis. <laughs> so I was like, huh? Okay. Because no one, no one, no one like POI that shit. No one gonna question the data. Just supplementary belief that I'm right. Here's the data. But yeah. yeah. I, oh my God. To be quite honest, debating is more like lying, but making sure that your opponent believes in you. It really is. The best way to reach seven minutes is to, to bullshit your way out of it. Yeah. I guess, in essence, debating... I, here's the funny part. A lot of debating kids are like us who's like this energy never-ending of like, I'm better than everyone. I think it's just debating culture, guys, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're a debater and you're listening to this and you I'm not like you. Yeah, okay, but a lot of my friends are and a lot of my I I'm way closer than to my debating friends in high school than to my classmates in high school because I fight with them. Yeah, definitely. And like yeah, cuz you spend more time with them, you also go through identity crises together. <laughs> you also cry out your hearts after losing competitions together. I think that's why. But also like I think when you actively debate, um you you kind of think you kind of uh what what's on your mind is different from what's on the mind of other people. Like for example, in uh, in high school, my non-debating friends would talk about like uh, celebrities, um, like YouTubers and whatnot. I wouldn't know who they are. I wouldn't know what they're doing. I wouldn't care about what they're doing either. Uh, what was on my mind at that time was just like um, like Brexit or whatever. Yeah, here's the funny part though. I don't, I don't really understand Indonesian politics because I don't give much thought about it. But Brexit, the impeachment, stuff like that. Like I studied it a lot. I don't know why. It just interests me, I guess. Even the latest news from America, I was like really interested and invested in that shit because I don't know. It's kind of funny. So when it's I don't really like. Um, I'm not really a big fan of like political news to be honest. But things like human rights and then like um, I don't know, like more social movement news. I'm I'm into that more. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. The thing with politics is like there's always something going on, and it's there's never like a direct fix to whatever problem that's happening. So that's why it's like. Uh, oh, you're a fixer, huh? You want to fix things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it just annoys me because it annoys me when people can't solve their problems. It looks like incompetence. <laughs> because in politics, you cannot fix anything. It's just how it is. You just take it for what it is. It's shit most of the time, but that's politics for you. Even, even the only, only prime minister that I think is still good, Justin Trudeau, he still have a lot of shit going on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. Anyways, yeah. this is this is going uh, out of topic. Far away from yeah. The like topic. like I said, prodigy is always like that. Prodigal kids like 
they talk a lot of shit. They waffle a lot, huh? Yeah. All right. So, regarding prodigy, do you have any advice for any prodigal kids that's going through it, like those changes right now? Like they used to be able to pass with flying colors easily, and now they have to try a lot harder, and they c- oh, don't really want. Question. This is a good question. Uh, okay, I would I would say, <laughs> please stop putting yourself in a pedestal. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say, like you need to continuously remind yourself that people study, that people learn and grow at different paces, and that includes you. So there, you're you're going to find people who are better than you. You're going to find people who are not as good as you, and you need to be more lenient to yourself and also those people. Uh, second of all, I think um, I would say that the numbers or letters they don't really matter that much, and your life shouldn't be dependent on those things. In other words, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're actually good advice. And call from me is like it's just like if you want if you want to get it, don't don't suffer a lot. Like I mean, like you're gonna suffer yeah. if you're a prodigy. You're gonna suffer. It's just it's just a guarantee. But try to moan about it less. Just do the things you need to do. And if you can, and if you can. Yeah, and if you can find ways to make yourself suffer less, then do that. Yeah. Stop making yourself suffer because you hang yourself worth so much on achievements. And also, uh, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit that you don't know or you don't understand something. I think that's a hard yeah, thing definitely. for those kids. It's like us who grew up listening to people talk about, oh, you're going to achieve big things, you're going to be big things, stuff like that. You kind of don't want to ask for help, but you're going to like just ask for help if you're incapable. It's fine. It's normal to ask for help. And final, finally, my advice is just don't burn yourself out, man. There's a lot more to this life than just that. And I know I'm not <laughs> exactly the person to really say that because I'm still, <laughs> I'm still digging through journals and stuff like that to finish my exam even though it's already probably will get 90 right now but i'm still digging through journals to get that extra 10 points but yeah like kimberly said get a life i also have a life this podcast for example it's my way of life like i hope you can find your way out of uh or i hope you can find a way to you know moderate these these complexes more So that you don't harm yourself in the process, I think that's the biggest concern. Yeah, you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting anyone else. Yeah, actually, that's really good. You put yourself on a pedestal too high, and you set the bar too high for yourself. Try to lower it. Even Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of college. Bill Gates, <laughs> Steve Jobs. But they dropped out of Harvard. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know, right? No, no, no. I think it's more like this. If you feel gratified uh, passing your standards, then you should lower those standards so that you don't feel 
sad when you go below, but you feel good because you know it's it's like cup cup half empty, half full type of thing, you know. Yeah, don't put. You're not God. Basically, that you're not God who's perfect. Okay. You're not God. You're student. You're <laughs> here to learn. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you, by the way, for dropping by, stopping by in this podcast, talking about this stuff. And actually, thank you also for being the first full English podcast I've ever had. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends, even in my class, doesn't want to because they're scared. But I figure you're a debater, so you're going probably going to be fine with it. Thank you. So where can we find you? Do you have any projects going on in your life right now? Uh, I currently don't, but I might be working on a, another podcast project with a couple of friends soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can always you... find me on Instagram. <laughs> okay, um, it's Kimberly. The eh, wait, it's not Kimberly, it's right? K underscore Rosalind. Yeah, I'm just gonna if you cannot if you cannot listen to it, I'm just gonna put it on the title. So yeah, thank you for everyone and. Thank you for to you, Kimberly, for stopping by, and to prodigal kids out there, you're gonna be someone. There's a time and pace for everyone. You're gonna make it there, but don't don't push yourself too hard just because someone in your age basically already achieved everything and you haven't. That doesn't mean you're a failure. It's just that your standards are really high. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for all the listeners and yeah. Oh, again, because it's still the fucking pandemic, and you all still, some of you are still stupid. Anyways, wear a mask. Please stay at home so I can finally go to my campus. Okay, number one, please stay at home, if possible. Like, please, we're already hitting record numbers right now. Stay at home, even if you want to go out, just wear a bloody mask, and wash your hands. Bring hand sanitizers everywhere. Yeah, as Philip DeFranco said, don't be stupid, stupid. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.